0: It's time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Time podcast. Playoff week number eight. I'm Jason Rockefeller alongside my two co-hosts, Kenny Brady and Colin Ward, bringing you all the information from this past weekend at Kansas. A very interesting, boring, but yet exciting race, I guess you could say. And now that uh, Kansas is over, we're heading into the second to last race of the season. And now it is crunch time. And it's time to go. And we'll give you our thoughts this weekend heading into Martinsville, which I am very excited for, along with Kenny Brady and our friend Colin War. here, guys. How's it been going? Uh, everybody having a good week so far?
1: Jason, what is up, man? I am so hyped for this podcast. I'm having a great week. I hope you are, too. Uh, uh, Kenny, how you doing, bro? Are you fucking hyped like me?
2: I am so hyped. I'm so happy to be here Dude, with my hype, fellow colleagues, hype. Colin and Jason. It's going to be a great time, a great hour and a half of expressing our love for automobile racing.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a fun episode. One of my more anticipated episodes other than Talladega Week, which was an absolute fucking letdown in a sense because of all the drama that happened. Um uh, very excited for this weekend. Obviously, Kenny, me and you have been waiting now for a little over a month now. We get to go to Martinsville this weekend. Very, very, very excited. Been wanting to do this my whole life. And, uh, ooh, excuse me.
2: Shout Only out to going my best for the hot friend. dogs.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. You keep saying that. Every week we've been talking about something. Uh, shout out to my best friend, Josh Winters. Uh, Josh, for my birthday, uh, got me and him a ticket. Kenny said he wanted to go. He got Kenny to pay him back. And then we shout out. all went uh, – we paid a third each for a ticket for my girlfriend to go with us. so It's going to be the four of us heading down Saturday morning early. Uh, we're going to be at the hotel, check in, and meet Ken down there by the time for the Xfinity race. So uh, going to be very excited for that. Cannot wait to see what Martinsville is all about, all the hype. Um, really looking forward to this. Clip. This could possibly be my favorite race I've ever attended, and we'll see if it lives to all the hype. Uh, got some things to talk about, obviously. Uh, a couple things. Um Two topics I wanted to discuss, I guess, a little bit before we really get to the Kansas uh, preview of the show, um, I guess. So, uh, obviously, today, uh, NASCAR held a test session over Bowman Gray Stadium out of all places, which I, I mean, everybody, if you really put two and two together, you know why. Uh, Next-gen test over Bowman Gray Stadium today, uh, Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Clint Boyer tested the NASCAR next-generation car over there uh, at Bowman Gray Stadium earlier uh, this afternoon. Um, Dale Jr. said it was the best thing he's ever driven. Um, Obviously, I feel like it's a little bit, you know, biased because it's NASCAR. But also, then again, these cars are supposed to be one of the easiest things they've ever driven. It's not like cars in the early 2000s and late 90s and back in the day. Um, Did you guys see all the clips and everything like that from the test session?
1: I saw yeah, the one that you uh, that you reposted. I saw the ones on uh, on that NASCAR, but I didn't really follow this as uh, intensely as I'm sure you yeah, did. Yeah, I,
0: I I didn't. I just I just was thinking it was really cool because obviously we all know that this was a test session because I'm pretty sure we talked about it, Colin, before Kenny was on the podcast. But remember when we were talking about whether they were going to use the Gen Six or the next Gen? Well, I'm pretty sure it's obvious now they're going to use the next Gen. For, uh, the Clash. Yeah. Because that's, I'm pretty sure, yeah, because that's what that whole test was about. I think that's, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it is about something with Bowman Gray, but I, I doubt it. But, I mean, we obviously, you can put two and two together. Next season, new car, uh, new track, Coliseum, practically the same exact size as Bowman Gray. Um, so, I'm pretty sure that's why. Cars sounded great, though. Looked like it handled good. It's just really slow. It's not like a modified going around there. Hmm. So, Kenny, what did you think about the test session
2: there? I think it was cool. I mean, first off, just, like, giving the fans reassurance that, you know, NASCAR does listen when, you know, like, Bowman Gray obviously is so historic for everything. And, to you know, it was only a test, but just to to use that track to gain data is pretty cool, especially seeing a cup car that's going to be, you know, you know, the new cup car at a – place like Bowman Gray which is like so much different than anywhere they go obviously and it's like it's it's more of like just a local short track you know the way it just it is it just it was kind of funny to see you know a cup car on a track that was you know not like a big track If if that makes sense yeah so that was cool and just like to give the fans reassurance that they're they're listening and and at least you know using you know historic tracks like that to to get you know info on everything obviously they're using it for the la race so uh it was cool though it was really interesting to see i mean that track is so small for oh a my car God.
0: i can't and like. i honestly didn't know i really thought it was just a racetrack but i guess it's really used as a football field too um i know that obviously there's a scoreboard there and everything like that with pepsi above it and stuff but I thought that was just like an old football field back in the day because I am not a football guy. So I didn't know. I just knew that it was football for back in the day. I didn't know it's still used for football because when they tested it today, uh, I don't know if you paid attention to the infield. There's actually, they're actually outlined uh, with paint and everything and all the spray paint with all the, you know, football line markings at the yard lines and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool to see that. Um, as Kenny said, it's a historic track. It's pretty cool. I mean, uh, NASCAR posted today on their Instagram for the last time that a cup driver or uh, most cup drivers were in a field of Bowman Gray was in the K&N race uh, back in, like, 2012 or 2013. I mean, Corey LaJoy, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson, excuse me, uh, a bunch of different guys uh, in that race. And it, Corey LaJoy ended up winning it, I think, so that was pretty cool. But it's also just Ooh, really cars. I think so, yeah. If you watch it, it, that race was very drama-filled. I think that was the same race where Bubba Wallace pushed that cop uh, him and Brett Moffat got into a fight. Um, yeah, it's a big yeah. deal, man, and it's definitely one of my top five tracks that I want to go to before I pass, or just I want to attend in general, um, other than like Talladega, and like Watkins Glen, stuff in Bristol. Uh, Bowman Gray, believe it or not, is definitely up there, um, just because it's the madhouse. I don't know if you guys, I mean, Kenny, you're more involved in it, Colin. I know you're kind of more NASCAR guy, you know about short track racing, but like me and Kenny, I don't know about you, but... I mean, B- Bowman Gray is one of them. Like, it's like it's like a short track fan's wet dream. It's it's got everything you wanted. I mean, for Christ's sake, Bert, the Myers brothers, and I forget who else would literally they would literally fight with their race cars in the middle of the oh, year. I
2: know, I've, I've seen all the videos. It's crazy. All the, all the videos. It's, it's, oh it's,
0: yeah, it's crazy.
2: It's really insane. They I, don't
0: call it the Madhouse for a reason, you know. And
2: do they still no, do like uh, you know like week week like oh yeah yeah no their season races? ended act.
0: Their season actually ended, I think, either earlier this month or at the end of last month. Because, oh, okay. Um, yeah,
2: because I didn't know.
0: Yeah, but that was really cool to see them, uh, you know, have that next-gen test. And it was really cool to see Larry McGrath back in his uh, number 28 Javelin, um Davy Allison crew chief uniform. Uh, he was one of the guys who was taking data on the car there. Uh, there's a photo of him <laughs> the together. I thought it was fucking – it was so badass.
2: Shout um, out, Larry.
0: Really cool to see that. Um, can't wait to see how that car performs out on the track next year. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about really quickly, not something uh, be on really uh, for a long time, um, NASCAR. I didn't really look into it. I didn't read it, but I heard a rumor um, here and there from a couple different news outlets um, that NASCAR is going to start losing dates or start taking away dates of certain racetracks that have poor attendance levels. Uh, is that what the sport needs?
1: I mean, a lot of it is TV revenue. Uh, you know, that, that's where the money's at. But I just, yeah, it, it's it's a terrible look when there's a track with literally like 20% capacity when they're selling at 100%, you know? Like, I, I guess we're referring to Texas, that, that's what's bringing up this Texas this is topic. one of
0: the biggest venue racetracks that we go to with so many seats.
1: And yeah, exactly. And it's it just, I feel like it has to do with poor marketing. I, I think they got to do better at getting people to the track. It can't just be, Hey, come on down two and a half hours. The Texas motor speedway to watch some cars go around the circle. Like we got to be better with, Hey, come on down on Saturday we're going to, you know, you can meet the drivers and they're going to do burnouts and then we're going to have a fair. And then, you know, there's going to be uh, live music and stuff like NASCAR does this stuff, but it's like, it's, it's not as good as it used to be. Like, I remember I used to go to a NASCAR race and I'd be like, wow, like I'm having such a good time. And then there's a race we get to watch on top yep. of it. Now I kind of just stroll in. I, 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 and I don't really even do the fanfare stuff anymore because there's really nothing to do. You know, the, the merchandise haulers have condensed down from every single driver having a hauler to now just Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott having a hauler, and then all the teams have a hauler. Yeah, okay. um, I, the only one that that's doing it right that I've seen in my area is Pocono. Pocono has a fair. Pocono has live music. Pocono uh, has games. Pocono gives you free stuff. And you turn on a race at Pocono, the stands are packed i mean they, they they're basically sold out and what we you know what are they what are they doing and i know that you came on saturday with us jason on yeah. sunday it was completely different oh and, and, and there was a fair there was a fair on saturday too sunday was completely the energy was just so different on sunday because it's sunday you know that that is what in nascar season it's all about sunday and it was crazy i mean it, the the energy was so different there was way more stuff to do. And like, you know, you thought Saturday was cool. I mean, listen, I'm going off on a tangent here. You said not to, to waste too much time on it. But NASCAR needs to do a better job of getting the fans to the track at, or, or we're just going to look terrible. I mean, people who just randomly tune in on a Sunday afternoon who are casual sports fans, they're going to see that and be like, yeah, typical NASCAR. Like nobody watches the sport. It's dead. It's dying. It, it's It's done with. So I'm not going to watch it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I see those. We, we talked about this last week. I, I saw the stands and my, the amount of energy that I felt, the excitement that I felt for that race just went down completely. And it almost felt like this race was like meaningless because if, if nobody else cared, why should I care?
0: Yeah. Kenny, I know that you can kind of relate to this because I mean, Atlanta Motor Speedway was used to be one of the biggest tracks that we also held similar to Texas where they drew in such a crowd. And now it's just it's just going down the drain. I mean, I see your videos that you post every year on Snapchat. I mean, I mean, you raced at Atlanta Motor Speedway, for Christ's sake, and you know that even, like, Thursday Thunder used to get a crowd and stuff like that for the Legends Series and stuff. But, like, when it came to NASCAR coming to town, I mean, now it's – I'm glad that the race gets two dates nowadays, but, but, like, I don't agree with it. I want them to still have one date. I think it, make, it makes the racing a lot better, especially, I think, if it's a summer race because it's, you know, deemed hot Lana.
2: Yeah, um,
0: I, I just it, like tell me from your perspective going to the racetrack. How has it changed from when you first went to Atlanta to what you went to this year?
2: Well, first off, I remember my first Cup race, right? And you pull in, and I remember. So we usually pull into the racetrack from the the back part where their where the airport is, um, because that's just the road we took. And there would be haul there or, or haulers. There would be RVs, and and everything from the street to the grandstands. I mean, it would be packed. There was people everywhere, and I mean, you get to the like. My first race was the two thousand nine Pep Boys Auto five hundred, the night race, and and you get all the way up to the track, and and like you know, uh, Colin was saying, you know, they what I remember outside the grandstands is they had all the merchandise haulers, and they had like over twenty five, like heck, they had a Michael Waltrip merchandise you know hauler they had they had all this like and and you know michael when he ran in 2009 i mean he didn't it's not like he was you know up front every week but he, oh, they no, still had he a hauler for him he and was,
0: he was a going he was a go or go home guy
2: yeah and and they had a whole hauler for his merchandise and all this stuff um and then so they had the, the merchandise area and then as you kept on walking they had a fair area and they and they had all these games and stuff you could do and and then they'd have a, a stage where they'd have drivers talking and you could sit there and watch the drivers talk. And then they had, you know, the Coca-Cola fan zone and the sprint fan zone and all this, you know, all this stuff to do. And then you go into the racetrack and the pre-race concert was Leonard Skinnerd, Like, damn, if you, if you post on all your, you know, social media and this and that, that there's a cup race and, Oh Yeah. The pre-race concerts, Leonard Skinner. Like, do you know how many people are gonna want to be like, "Holy shit, I can get a ticket and go and see Leonard Skinner, and then a NASCAR race at the same time"? Like, you know, for like what, a hundred bucks? Like, that's what's I feel. Not even, And, and that's what I feel. They're just completely missing now because I went to the Atlanta race this year, and you know everyone pulled up knowing that all right we're going to see the race today and that's it like there was a few merchandise haulers i mean and and what you said yeah like that kyle bush had his own hauler chase elliott did and that was it and then they had a hendrick hauler They had a joe gibbs hauler they had you know just teams yeah just teams and and there was nothing to do there was no fan zones there was there's, like, just nothing to do. I mean, you could walk around and buy stuff if you wanted, but that, that was really it, and then you just go into the grandstands, and there's no pre-race concerts anymore. There's no nothing. It's just, you know. I think,
0: well, now, obviously, I mean, COVID usually has... they do it, though, the day before. I mean, like, at Talladega, they have they have the big one on the boulevard, and they have concerts and stuff. Some tracks do it, too, still, but, like, it's the day before. It's not, like the day of, like, they do for, like, the Daytona 500 and shit.
2: I just remembered the energy... That Colin was saying with Pocono, like the energy of race day on Sundays, like was you could feel it like I could feel the energy when you and me went to the 500 in 2020. Yeah, and well, you can literally yeah, sit there and you just feel like how insane it is. That was it so energy. different, though. I mean, the
1: president of the United States was there.
2: Well, that, look, was, yeah, but, but that's Colin, like,
0: like this is the thing, though. Like, it's, that, it's the even Daytona then,
1: 500. Even then, in like,
0: 2017, when I went, it was the same exact energy. Like nobody cared well, about the, the Daytona
1: president. 500, right?
0: Yes, that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, how how do we take that energy and make it every single week? I,
0: I'm and telling I think you.
1: that's why NASCAR is trying so hard to do all these things, like at a dirt race and a street course and everything. And, and then they fail, and then people just don't really care anymore. And I know we don't really want to like, get on this subject too, too much, like you said, but there were two more tiny points that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, as we inched closer to the track, you know, we're 20 miles away, we're 15 miles away, you would start to see signs, welcome race fans, race this weekend, Pocono 500, Watkins Glen race, Dover, like, like it's this weekend. You'd see people outside saying, I need tickets. I need tickets. You see, you see, you know, people camping out with their, with their tents selling stuff. I remember when me I went to Dover as we were getting into the town, it was almost like a joke. I was pointing out all the uh, the little welcome race fan signs I saw. Like I saw maybe like two or three, you would never know that there was a major event being held in that, in that area. Because people just were not hyped about it. I mean, I like I said when I, I remember when I was a kid, it was like you know, you know when when you enter like the Disney World facility, like you see you see the sign that says Disney World, then you see all the advertisements for Disney World, and you see Mickey Mouse, and it just means you're getting closer and you're getting closer and you're getting closer and you're getting more and more excited, and it's just like I I don't I don't see that anymore as I as I head to the track, and I, I wanted to bring up one other little point. Uh, Me and a couple of my friends this year, we went to uh, MetLife Stadium uh, in Rutherford, New Jersey. We saw the Giants play the Falcons. I'm a big Falcons fan, big football guy, uh, but a pretty irrelevant game. I'm sure you guys know who Eli Manning is. They retired his number that day. uh, So it brought a lot more people. But regardless, they packed that stadium on Sunday. We paid to sit in the nosebleeds like 150 a ticket. $100 $100 for a parking pass. It was an expensive day. They packed that stadium. And this is a stadium that has an event every single weekend because they split that stadium between the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, why, it's crazy. Why are there, there – there should be no reason why these tracks that hold one to two events a year should not just be sold out, who literally offer free parking and, like, a $70 ticket for a good seat what are the, there, there's something that's terribly wrong. All right.
0: Well, all right. All right so I'm going to go on my little rant real quick. So here's my thing. Okay. So before I mention my whole experience, I'm going to mention this. Uh, if you really want my opinion, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't really think it's what the fans give uh, what the fans get, uh, as the experience come outside the track, I think it's all about what's happening on the racetrack. Um, when you look at nascar nowadays compared to what it was 10 15 and 20 years ago the nascar was at its peak in the late 90s early 2000s and then it declined because there's just more rule changes you know uh, you know social media has become a thing and just trends and you know entertainment has become the big thing it's it's no longer about racing it's what can we do to make these fans be like holy shit they just they just fuck two cars just fucking flipped over holy shit that guy's on fire holy shit these guys are packed they're it's not natural. It's not natural. And I think that's why so many older adults have gotten out of it. And now the younger generation doesn't see it as an appearance because it it was already popular once. And, and I mean, I love that Steve Phelps and the team are trying to get that back. Excuse me. Back on track, but it's not really doing a thing now. I think it's more the product on the racetrack than it is outside, but I will say this about what you guys said i remember dover 2008 fall race my first race i ever went to i remember that day like like it was yesterday one of the only days i can far back remember that i can remember thoroughly i will tell you this as somebody who's been going to dover for over 10 years when you went into there on that day the traffic, it's either Route 13 or Route 1, whatever one that leads off the Delamare Memorial brush, uh, Bridge and you get off in Newcastle. You go down Route 1 or Route 13, like I said, whatever it is, and you get off that highway and then get down on the main Boulevard to go down to the track, which is like a mile, mile and a half down the road, two miles. The excitement by people, like you said, Colin, you know, you've been to Welcome race fans all over, fucking Bob Evans, Parking here at Lowe's, Home Depot, Red Roof Inn. Yeah, I mean the town is packed. It's like the Super Bowl's going on. You know? Uh-huh. And you and there was traffic. I go to Dover. I get there at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. There's no traffic. There's no you, traffic. You pull right in. And and there's and I used to park at Delaware State College, I think it was, the one with the Hornets at the football field. They used to have parking there. Three years ago, they stopped doing parking in 2019. I have to park outside the racetrack now, right at the track. And it costs me 40 or $20. It's just ridiculous. And now it's like you go there and you don't hit traffic. There's no welcome race fans until you get, like, right to the racetrack. And, I mean, and I will say this, the crowd at the track in 2008, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, COVID's a thing. But I'm going off 2019 now. I'm not oh, even yeah. gonna go off of twenty twenty one. Twenty nineteen we're gonna go with before COVID. It, it's just there's nothing to do like there used to be. You used to be able to get your photo taken with Casey Kane's car, and then you can go on dodgeracing.com and you can print it out for free. And they don't do stuff like that anymore. And they don't do anything for the kids either. You know, I mean I, I get it, you know, they, they need to have a you know, a more established environment for younger people, your middle-aged group. And, you know, your older fans, you know, outside the racetrack. But I really do think genuinely it's not really that. I think it's more of the product of the racetrack. But, I mean, great observations for us, you know, uh, to give it on the sport. You know, I think it's not good for the sport. I think we need to stay in those markets. I think they just need to figure out what's wrong on the racetrack more than outside. And they got to figure out something. They did it once. They can do it again.
2: I think, you know, what you said with the product of the racing, I mean, I – that – that is a big part of it and it's just because you gotta look at it look at it this way like and this is just my perspective of it and it might not make sense but like I that's just how it was I feel like back then you know the the not the 80s the 90s and then you know the 2000s like 2000 to 2010 like and you had all the older you know fans that were still watching and and all this stuff, like, let's be honest, it's not like the racing was spectacular in all those years. In a sense of like, every week there was something crazy happen. Like, no, in those years, especially like 2005 2010, you had Jimmy Johnson winning by a straightaway. Like, that's just how it was. But I feel like with like the culture of just like the older people and and rooting on, like you know, you had Jeff Gordon and Junior NASCAR and isn't the
0: hip thing nowadays because well, all yeah, those it's, cool people well, it's got out of the sport.
2: Well, yeah, that's number one. They, they got, like like Stuart said <clears throat> on, on Junior's podcast, there's too many vanilla drivers. There's, there's no excitement. You got guys who are like robots in front of a camera. They just say uh, what they have to say, and they leave. Uh, you know? I mean – there's a little yeah. drama, but like they aren't. It's not like All bad. Of Avengers, ass. It? It's not badass drama. It's like it, it's like they. It's either forced
0: it's or not, they're like. It's the not flying. Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson yeah, going yeah. out there and throwing and throwing doors door bangers at each other at Texas. It's not. It's not Tony Stewart throwing his helmet at Matt Kenseth and saying he's gonna wreck him the rest of the races. It's not Kyle Busch pushing Kevin Harvick's car to the pit wall. It's not like that.
2: Well, not only that. It, I mean, going back to like what I was saying, I feel like, like you are saying, they're trying to bring in a younger audience. They're trying to bring in like kids to watch the races. And then they show up to the racetrack. And like you said, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. They, they get a free
1: cardboard helmet.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, and that's it. And it's like, I don't know, man. And, and then now thinking about back what you, I can't talk thinking back to what you said, Colin about you know metlife stadium is selling out their stadium every single week we go to atlanta motor speedway twice a year and in an entire year like even though atlanta might not need two calendar dates it's only two times a year and there's nobody going like that's. that i'm an sure issue. the
1: falcons sell at the dome almost every every week they have a, an event they oh do. yeah
2: i bet yeah i mean I, I i've never been to a football game i've never been to the but I could only imagine that's how it is. Um, yeah. Listen, this year's truck and Xfinity race at Atlanta in July, you know, they hype it all up, two races in one day. So exciting. You can get a ticket for like 30, 40 bucks to watch both races.
0: As Martinsville will be this weekend.
2: The Xfinity race went 20 laps green, and me and my friends that were at the race and my brother, we just left. We went and we decided to go and get something to eat. I go out and go to a sports bar and eat because it was just that uneventful and un- it was just boring. I mean, they restart and by lap five, it's all single file. I'm like, yeah, that's how NASCAR is. But if I'm a fan of the sport for over a decade and I'm leaving, how do you expect newer people that they're trying to get into the sports day? You know? Oh, yeah if I don't that, give a that's shit a wonderful point yeah if I don't give a shit and I've been a fan for so long how do you even expect some random person that's you know never watched NASCAR to watch it and be like holy shit like if I'm not going holy shit then they're definitely not going to do it either that's
0: so a phenomenal point yeah I
2: mean it's just like I don't like we literally left I missed the entire Xfinity race, and we watched we came back with like 40 laps left in the truck race I think or vice versa I don't know which race was was first that day but it's just, like, and, and, hell, what's even funnier is I was in the infield. Now, I'm not taking it for granted that, like, you, like I've, been, I've been in the infield for the last, like, five years. And, like, even in the infield, there's nothing to do. Like, there is nothing to do in the infield. Hell, you can't even get food in the infield. They don't even have concession stands. Like, it's, it's bad.
1: Well, that's another thing. I went to Dover on a Monday, and there was absolutely nothing there. There was oh, no concession nothing. stands, and that's no what's food, even, what's no haulers, no merchandise. Like it was literally like that's what like even you worse went to a race during the pandemic or something like that. Like oh, there was yeah. nothing there.
2: Especially like you know you said going on a Monday when those races get delayed a day, it's so depressing because you go so... back to the racetrack and all, all the, the everybody left. Everybody hey, left. But... Guess, Daytona guess 500
0: 2020. Oh my god! No, it was, was. Oh my god! The fucking no hype,
2: hype from day one, and then you get there day two, and
0: gone. This diminished.
2: Oh, it was it was, it was terrible. Bye bye. I mean, yeah,
0: Trump's not there. You know, Trump had a, a big deal with it, but it was the it was the biggest risk of the fucking year. And then we go there meet Kenny the next day, and it, it's it's gone. I oh. mean, it's just like nothing. It was nothing. dead.
2: It was nothing. dead. It was silent. There was nothing going on. There was no hype.
0: I think you're right because no, Kenny's okay. Listen, all right, let me just I'm gonna put this last thing out and then we gotta move on. But here's the thing Kenny's right about the no and Colin, you were right. That's what I meant. Colin's right about the whole no merchandise haulers on a Monday. Kenny, when we went on the Monday, remember I went and said, I think I want to go get a cold custard thing. I don't have a lot of money, but I want to get something cold custard. And I wanted to go and I found out the haulers are fucking gone. They're gone. They were gone at the biggest fever on Monday.
1: One track. Has everything there that was there Sunday on Monday, and it's Pocono. I don't who who owns Pocono, like because they're doing everything right. They yeah. really
0: are. It's not their fault that they lost another day. Blame NASCAR, man. No, they're you. doing that, that place is everything. I, I, I right. will definitely be going back next year, Colin. I'll definitely be yeah, going back. I, I, How cheap I, I, those fucking seats were, bro! I don't care if I can see the goddamn racetrack. I had one of the best times of my life hanging out with all you guys and G's friends same
1: bro same. I mean, to to see I- I've been Alex telling Bowman you for pass, a long time
0: oh, so good
1: it's it, it was it, it's an amazing track it's an am- and and honestly I guess that's why I like that track so much and I like the racing on the track so much because when you take all those elements and combine them into one and, and you're just you you've had a blast already and then you get to see a race the race could be terrible it really isn't that that of a day? there is, can be absolute trash. And you could just be like, you know what? This was a great day overall. And maybe that's why my, when, when people say, Oh, Pocono is the worst track. I always say, well, you know, you got to give it a chance because you know, it I, really I is think a Most great people got to
0: understand you got to go there to appreciate it for what it is.
1: Oh, exactly. And, like and like it's just like Dover, like, like, like
0: people hate Dover on TV, but when you go there, like it, it's, it's a good day when you get to meet your friends and you get to hang around the racetrack and it might be the miserable day. Like, listen, I don't care. Me and G, we went on our. I know we keep talking about this, but this is what I like on the show. We just get into talking. It just makes it it's so good. It's, listen, when me and G, G obviously wasn't feeling the best for some reasons the day we went because she, she had a stomach bug and stuff like that and wasn't feeling good due to car sickness. But, um, uh, that whole day, like getting to spend my girlfriend's first race for our two year anniversary, um, going there like i wish she would have felt a little bit better because i feel like she would have been more upbeat but i mean we got to meet tyler reddick i mean we got to meet tyler reddick at the gate we got to meet uh that's been a dead ba- man De- walks right by me and-, and g pokes me and says oh my god jesus i go oh hey man i love you he goes thanks and then kyle <laughs> bush pulled up right on a golf cart in front of us and g starts shaking like oh my god like that's the thing about these people. you got to go there and experience it before you really judge it. I mean, I can judge Texas as much as I can, but from what I know and from what I've seen. Well,
1: yeah, so what are they doing much, wrong? You know, Because what you just said, Jason, you said you're definitely going back to Pocono next year. I go to Pocono every year that I can at least, and I, I make sure that I can. It's usually a big thing yeah. that you know I can't go. Well, I mean, so what's
2: Texas doing wrong? We're, be, we both
1: I, got our tickets set. You I'm, I'm going to just be honest.
2: Going? I'm gonna just be honest, Texas in particular, if they took that track completely off the schedule next year, I would I wouldn't even think twice.
0: I,
1: I mean, either. they, they it, it's a lot like track. Chicago. Like I I've totally forgot that we didn't even go to Chicago this season. I it is just be relevant to me Kentucky, if they took Texas Kentucky, off the schedule. It'd be Kentucky,
0: the same thing. Kentucky.
2: Yeah, Kentucky
1: go wouldn't go, go there either. Yeah,
0: I totally forgot about Kentucky too. It, actually, it's just the thing. Everybody gets so sad when you release it now. Yeah, it's a shame to see racetracks go, but you know, I mean, it's you know, it, it, it's it sucks. It really does. And I mean, it like just like Iowa, I was no longer on the NASCAR schedule, but I mean, IndyCar still goes there.
2: So, yeah. I mean, Arca I went the there, but
0: yeah, you know, it is what yeah, it but... is. Only time will tell. Uh, we'll have to see. But um, after a long intro. Uh, Kansas this past weekend, obviously. Kyle Larson fucking called it. Give me my money, Jordan Polite. Motherfucker gave me $5. Me I money. called it. Give, Give me you my money. money. And, uh, if, you were there, the you, if you job. were there at my house, then I think anybody <laughs> would get that. Kenny, I think you've seen the video, but that was so funny. Um, anyways, Kyle Larson, three in a row. Um, really kind of not really an eventful race. Only in the beginning, I want to say. A lot of arrow push due to that, like 30 mile an hour plus wind, tailwind heading down the back straightaway, heading for people's left rears, caused a lot of arrow push. People getting to the walls, having issues, cutting tires, and stuff like that. Um, you you know, your usual Kansas race. I mean, we were kind of both right. It was kind of chaotic. It kind of wasn't more leaning towards the not so much, but in the beginning, it was very, very eventful. Um, Shout out Austin Dillon for totally wiping out my driver. Uh half lane off the apron somehow got loose magically and wrecks a car that's two lanes up above him. Shout out Silver Austin Silver.
2: Dillon for me and my whole family, fuck you. You suck. Austin Dylan. <laughs> I wouldn't thank say he sucks. I just I just, just no, don't understand. I, I, I think muscle. he sucks. No, he I just, sucks. He's not I'm a good sorry. driver. Waste of a ride. Put Dibby in that car.
1: Oh, oh Dibby God. wouldn't do any better.
2: Yeah, I know, um, yeah, but I don't know, but Dibby can hold his line when
0: he has car. So put
2: Brett right Moss in that car.
0: See how he
2: goes.
0: Brett, Brett would do good, I think. But Larson, three in a row. You around. know what?
2: You know what we need to put in that car? We need Brennan Poole to be in that car. Fuck Brennan yeah. Poole. We need Brennan Brennan, 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 Brennan Poole. We need you on. No. The, Colin Colin. Yeah. I Colin, I said I told Brennan that you are a big fan of him. Just so you know. Did did you tell him NASCAR time? Because he follows me. I did not tell him NASCAR time, but I can tomorrow when I talk to him again. You have to, dude. Brendan
1: Pool to the three, confirmed. I'm starting a hashtag tell tomorrow. Poole to me on Snapchat. It's going to go viral, Shut up. dude. I'll, I'll start a streak of Brendan Pool right now.
0: He needs to add
2: me first. I got his phone number. I just need his Snapchat now.
0: What's it called? So obviously, back on the topic, Kyle Larson, three in a row. Um, not really. Uh. I mean, like I said, we all called it. It It's kind of very predictable with Larson being out front, that car, just clean air matter, just like Texas the week before. Um, Only really thing I want to talk about with Kansas, I guess you could say, since it wasn't the most eventful thing. Um, Guys are really messing up. But really just the only question before we move on to the next topic, uh, Kyle Larson right now, um, do you guys want to say he's the definitive champion right now? as of just the performance and now that the definite three in a row recently, yes, we have Martin this weekend, and then we have Phoenix, not two of his best tracks, but do you think he is the definitive champion? Like, like what I mean by that is, is nobody stopping Kyle Arson from Phoenix?
1: It, it's, it's the fact that it's at Phoenix for me. I'm going to have to see him perform well at that track to, to say that. I mean, I think. I think he's the one who deserves it, obviously, for sure. And he's the one who's riding the momentum wave. I mean, I'm going to be dead honest with you guys. He had absolutely no reason to win at Kansas, and he just went out there and did it because he could. I mean, he, I, I expected that team to be lacking just a little bit. And by lacking, I mean like a top five, mainly because they were going to be focused on the championship race. Like they got big things ahead of them, and he just went out there and won, won that race. I mean, he's so dominant this season. It, it's scary. Like, I know that Jimmy Johnson was dominant for how many years in a row, but I, I, I'm i going to go as far to say, was he this dominant? Or is Kyle Larson just owning NASCAR right now?
0: I think Kyle Larson just owns it right now. I mean, you can see the stats. Look at Jeff Gordon's. Uh, I want to say it was Jeff Gordon's initial season or, or one, one season. Um, I don't remember what it was. But uh, NASCAR obviously, yeah. in it. it's insane I, I how, how much sad. Larson has gotten. Larson definitely has had right now the most dominant season out of any Hendrick driver we've ever seen.
1: You know what? I want to flip the script a little bit here. I want to ask you guys a question, real quick. Is Kyle Larson having like the best season ever? Like, and and if not, who who has had a better season <laughs> no. than Kyle Larson?
0: No, if you look and, like, back at it, and, and,
1: and exclude Richard Petty and all that stuff, because right, he was racing right, uh, against yeah, That's what
0: I was gonna say. Uh, right yeah, now, yeah. He, he
1: was racing against farmers, and his car was way, way better than anybody else's out there. Let's uh, talk, like, 1980 to, like, now, or 1985 to now, when, when the races were a little more legitimate. Mm, Who, who's had a better season than Kyle Larson in 2021? I can't think of anyone.
0: I mean, I want to say Earnhardt. Maybe I know Earnhardt won one his championships went on to win, like, a lot of races but I don't remember, honestly, if you really want me to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm just going to say, going to gonna go with a safe bet right now. I can't think clearly. I want to say Earnhardt, but uh, I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, with how many laps this team has led this season, um, it, it's incredible. I mean, and, and just to think to yourself right now, like Kyle Larson at the moment now, he's won three. To, actually, fun fact, Kyle Larson, as of this past weekend, uh, tied Dale Earnhardt for a record. Not only did he tie... Earnhardt, but he tied Dale Earnhardt Jr. as uh, He he now ties Dale Earnhardt Jr. for their wins together total at Hendrick. Dale had nine when he left Hendrick and now Larson has nine and obviously going to be more unless something drastic happens, knock on wood. Um, But he tied Dale Earnhardt Sr. this past weekend. Uh, Earnhardt one year won three races in a row and then won again that later that season three in a row again. So he did it twice and Larson just did that uh, this past weekend. Um, right now I'm going to say, yeah, I think he is having the best season possibly. And that we've seen in uh recent memory.
2: Yeah. He's, uh, just- he's showing up, man. He's performing. Um, you know, he, I think he clipped the wall there and, and fell back to fourth or fifth throughout the race and still managed to get the lead back and win. I mean, no, he
0: actually didn't hit the wall. He did. Or- Cause I was thinking the same thing, uh, during that race i don't think he hit the wall well no
2: it wasn't that it was he was he was uh he fell back there i think because he was on older tires um but he still like i mean he still kept you know good position i think he only fell back to fifth or sixth and drove back up and 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 took the lead and and won and i mean when it mattered most on the wall against you know the defending champ i mean chase messed up good
0: battle the last 20 laps or last thirty good battle. I mean, I thought Tyler Reddick was going to blow by all, but he just really burned up his tires there.
2: Yeah, I mean it. It it was nice to see you know them up near the wall because I feel like after last year's race, uh, it was just nice to uh, you know yeah. see them moving around and being able to run the wall and being not necessarily off throttle, but you know, I mean obviously they they it was tough to run the wall because Elliott got into it many times in the last ten laps, so. I mean, it was a good race. A lot of people said it was boring. I actually enjoyed the entire race. I,
0: I enjoyed it for the most part, but I mean, I didn't
2: have an issue with it. <sighs> I was more focused on F1, but
0: yeah, that was crazy. I, I watched it. I watched the first lap, which was nuts. But I mean, talk, I don't know. Talk about uh, energy. I, yeah, for real, Kenny. I mean, that,
2: those last two laps were. Anyway, yeah.
0: Back to the question I initially asked. Do you think Colin says uh, Phoenix is what does it for him, but he feels like it's kind of in the middle? What do you think? Do you think Kyle Larson is the definitive champion this year and that nobody's going to beat him at Phoenix? It's
2: just – I think I'll have a better understanding after Martinsville because Martinsville is a short track, and Phoenix can kind of fall in that category because – you know, yeah, Larson can win at Texas. He can win at Kansas. He can win at mile and a half when he gets to control a restart and he's out ahead and there's arrow push, right? But now we're going to have to see if he can perform on short tracks. He hasn't been very good on short tracks this year. He didn't run the best at Phoenix, if I if I remember correctly. He didn't run very good at Phoenix. So That was also early
1: in the season when we weren't really sure. Like, well, it was
2: early in the season, so you do got a point there. And he has a lot of momentum and they've probably figured out a lot of stuff. The, um,
1: the track that I could compare Phoenix to the most is probably New Hampshire and Larson finished seventh there this season. So yeah, if that, if that means anything.
2: It's just like Phoenix is in the short track kind of range, but it's not a Bristol. I mean, it's a flat racetrack. I mean, it yeah. has some banking, but for the most part, it's a flat racetrack and it's, I mean, we'll see how he does at Martinsville, all right? And I know Martinsville, you know, is going to be a, a hell of a race. I think
0: Martinsville is kind of going to be the determination factor of, is that team going to be ready for their 750 low downforce package when it comes time to fuse? Not exactly. The same if he track, goes out – But it's flat. like Yeah,
2: exactly. Like I said. And, and if he goes out and leads half the race this weekend, not necessarily win, but he, he shows that he can compete – then yeah, I mean, I, I got my money well, on Larson. Well, he, and he will
0: have a, a head start this weekend. As of now, Bob Pockers on a fish, unoffic- unofficial, uh, unofficial uh, look at the lineup. Uh, right now, it's looking like Larson, and Elliott are going to be on row one. Kyle Larson obviously going to have the pole because of his points and his finishing results and just stage points and et cetera. However, the hell they got, they set these damn lineups nowadays. Can't wait for qualifying to be back next year. Um.
1: Oh my also, God, give me qualifying please. I don't.
0: Yeah, but uh. Can't wait, um, for that. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I, 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 really think it comes down to if he's gonna do the good this weekend. I think he'll do exceptionally well. Except, yeah, excuse me, exceptionally well. Uh, it's not his best track statistically, but um, realistically, with the, how the team's rolling on the season, I, I, I mean, they're gonna put everything on the line at Phoenix. If they don't do Phoenix, I'm sorry. If they don't win that championship, if they've come up one spot short this will be the biggest choke in NASCAR history, and that's a hot take right there. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Richard Petty telling me no. That that You just won nine races, and you led over 1,000 laps this season. I think maybe even more. Maybe even 1,500s. Maybe more. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Like I said, it's happened so much this season. Larson, come Vegas early in the season, oh, well, he won. Let's see what happens. And oh, my fucking God. I don't I don't think
2: I don't think it'll insane. be a choke. I disagree with you there because Phoenix is a completely different track than where he's been winning at. So I think that if they went to Homestead or they went to a track like Texas or Kansas for the championship and he lost, <clears throat> fuck, and he lost, then I would be like, damn, yeah, like they they obviously didn't bring something good or he just you know choked it himself.
0: Yeah, but, but like
2: you- I, I agree with you there actually, Kenny. Yeah. And, I mean, and, you can't... and a
1: lot of that is a lot of that is the fact that it comes down to one race to win the championship and things are out of your control. Like Kyle Bush blew two tires this weekend. That was yeah, exactly. absolutely
2: out of his control. Anything and, can and happen. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like sorry to cut you off, Colin. No, um, that,
1: that's that's about all I was gonna say anyway.
2: It's just if Chase make if Lee, I'm, like, joking over here. My voice. If Chase makes it, I think Chase is going to win the championship again because Chase is just so good on the 750 package, and he won it last year, and if he's going to make White it – like Martinsville last year? Here's the thing. If Chase goes out and wins this weekend, it is a, it is a reassurance that he can beat Kyle, and he's going to go to Phoenix where it's the same package – and a package that Kyle's been struggling on because you know they take their I notes.
0: One of you guys said that Ky- that Chase Elliott was going to go back to back this year earlier when the show first started. When Ke- I can't even see there when he first came on or Colin, maybe it was you. I think you said that Chase Elliott was going to win. One of you guys that
2: thought Ch- I think it was me because Chase has been my. Uh, I was going to say since Chase Elliott
1: could win thirty races in a row, and I'll I'll deny that he's not going to win the championship. I
0: don't know.
2: I, I yeah, I don't I, think Colin. I, I agree days. with you guys, I, but I'll at the same say- time.
0: I feel like it, when it comes down to it, I think a blown tire, getting wrecked, yes, that's totally different. That's not a choke. That's just bad place, bad time. You had bad luck. But I'm talking about, let's say, like, that team comes up literally second. They ran up front all day, and to lose on, like, like on a like, long like a, green – oh, No, like on on no, 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 no. That I'm not going to count as a choke. Maybe. But I doubt because there's different circumstances. I'm talking, like, long green flag run like last year's was – when Logano or Keselowski whoever it was got passed by uh Chase that's a long run i'm talking about like, let's say Larson needs it's like a 60 lap long run chase gets passed by or uh sorry Kyle gets passed by Chase i consider that a choke you guys had you guys had all season you guys had in a sense two to three weeks to prepare for this race and you didn't bring your best equipment you guys are known as the best team i'm sorry it's just it's a choke i don't care if it's not a track like that's like i guess cuz that's what Colin said Colin said that it's not his best track, like I said, but Colin also said, it's Phoenix is what does it for me. That's how I feel. If we went to a Homestead, a Vegas, and Atlanta, a mile and a half in general, I think Larson, no doubt, wins championship, regardless of what happens. If he lost it, huge choke. Phoenix, a little bit differently, but I'm still going with, this is a huge fucking choke if he loses. Not as much as if the championship race was at Homestead, but, well, listen, it, 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 this that's is a, a make or break season so for Kyle Larson. If Kyle Larson loses this goddamn championship, I I I don't know how the how the world and the motorsports world and the NASCAR world in general is gonna react because he's one of the most popular drivers this year, if you want my opinion. I don't think he'll be able to out top Chase, but I think that Larson's gonna give Chase maybe possibly a run for his money for most popular driver this season.
2: I just like it. If Larson doesn't win the title, it – and I might be the only one that feels this way, but it honestly makes the whole playoff system just not exciting anymore. Just to the fact that, like, yeah, there's, there you know, there's drama, there's rivalries, almost every year, and you know, it's supposed to create excitement. But longtime fans like us know who deserves to win the championship. And yeah. Harvick was a perfect example last year. <clears throat> I don't care what anyone says. Harvick should have won the title last year, hands down. It was Harvick's year to yeah. win the championship. Just like this year, it's Larson's year to it, win the championship. See, it
0: goes to show you, too, we don't need these unnatural events. Look at the chase in 2012. Clint Boyer was giving Brack his almost a run. Now, had Brack his last – or had Clint Boyer maybe not get taken out by Jeff Gordon or maybe had a few better races, it would have turned out different. Or, or, all right, <clears throat> best example, 2011. The chase format, Tony Stewart doesn't do dick all season, wins five out of the 10 chase races, gives Carl Edwards a run for his money, beats him by zero points, and it's determined by the amount of wins. That was one of the, if not the greatest championship battle in NASCAR history other than the 1992 season. We don't need unnatural events to create other events. You don't need a points reset. You don't need a whoever finishes higher in this race. You can have them race 36 races and have 10 races in a chase format and have a fantastic battle. We don't need this. I get the excitement. I get you want to bring in younger fans. I get you want to do something different. I get you want hype around races, but every playoff race can have hype around it. It's it's just a matter of what's happening throughout the season. Uh, that's how I look at it. I'm always one of those people. I'm a traditionalist from my standpoint in my time era, as we all three of us are, because we're all in the same age group between the ages of 20 to 22, you know? So
2: it's just, if Larson doesn't win the championship, (laughs) it ruins the fun of watching throughout a whole season and seeing someone do so well, because you know that it's a 50, 50 chance when they go to the final race. So it's You're like either you can... shit or you win. Yeah. So you either can sit there and like I don't know. It's just I don't when Harvick didn't make the final four last year, it was just was like pissed. a it was like so... a kick in the gut. And I don't even like Harvick. I think he's annoying. But he can drive and he deserved it. And you know, he came up short, and it's just like it really just makes you wonder about it. Like is, is this the right format? And I don't know. It's like, I feel like if Larson does win the championship this year, it's going to, you know, make up in a sense for it. Like it's going to, you know, um, I don't know how to put this. It's like, it's going to make everyone ignore Last, how last year ended in a oh, sense yeah. like it's still like yeah even if larson wins the title though this year i still don't think it's the right playoff format because there's just you could have such a good season and then go to the final race and something dumb happen and it's it it's a complete waste of time
0: kyle larson would have his championship locked up three weeks ago
2: i mean yeah exactly it's not even only that like imagine imagine if for instance we went to Martinsville this weekend. Brad won, and then we went to Phoenix, and Brad won the championship. Does Brad Kozlowski deserve to win the championship this year? Yes or no? Yeah, try,
0: Joe, try Joey Logano. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Joe, like,
1: I feel like if you make it into that final four, though, like you you got your way in there. You you played your cards right. You yeah, see, like that – that,
0: I will it's, agree with Colin on that. It is – this is the circumstances you're given. If you don't perform well – you're not rewarded. If you perform My, well, yeah. you're rewarded. I get it. I, I get what they're it. trying to do. It's yeah, just,
2: but I mean, I didn't season. I didn't see Jimmy Johnson win any homestead races when he won the championship.
0: That's just he all did. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah 2013,
2: he did in 2016. He didn't win the 2013 race. No, nah, Hamlin won that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hamlin did win that race. He, run, won, he won
2: 2016. That was it. Yeah,
0: that's Every
2: right. other year, he did not win the race, and he won the championship. I remember 2013, he ran like 14th. No, the way I no, see it, he
0: was up there, I think.
2: Uh, no, I'm telling
1: think,
0: you, uh, I don't I know, think he I saw the Dark.
1: issues. He was having some sort of issues late in the race, and he kind of just nursed it to 12th or 13th.
0: All right, it's just uh, the way I
1: see it, th- those top four drivers going into Phoenix, and he, all, all four of them in some way, shape, or form deserve to win all the right, title. All right, all but right, here's, all right so
0: here's, here's just one thing to think about for you guys and our listeners. Before we move on to the next thing. Because we've taken an hour to talk about two things. Which I love. But we need to move on. Uh, As much as I want to keep talking about it. Think about this. What if we went into Phoenix. And we had a late race restart. And all four final four guys were first two rows. And they all fucking wrecked. They all fucking wrecked. Think about that. Think about that. that. It's happened before. All right. Well, it hasn't happened like that. But we've seen late race pileups like we did in 2018 at Phoenix on the backstretch. Just imagine if that happened. It'll be like Ricky Bobby so, and John Girard, so Whoever's car is further ahead at the end of the wreck.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's say they do all wreck out and they DNF and all four drivers DNF at, in, in the same wreck. How do they possibly determine who finishes ahead?
0: Oh, it's whoever's further ahead on the track. That's how it's always been. Whatever car was running the highest at the, at the last score, loop, I believe it is.
1: Man. I know, right? It fucks
0: your mind up, right? That's not. I mean, saying.
1: there's like a zero percent chance of that happening,
0: but I a want chance. to say it. I wouldn't say it's a zero. I want to say it's, to say it's about maybe
2: I, I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. Oh, I would love to see, it happen. To see it happen. That it would
0: happen, be the best too. thing. That Ryan Blaney makes a foul for that we go on the beach and we go woo. Oh, God. Yeah. Awesome. Well,
1: I, I could really see something like that happening. Like, get, let's say, like in the Xfinity series, you got guys like Cindric and Amandigar. I know it's below the cut line now, but let's say Gregson makes it in. Those three guys are fucking wild. Put them on a track and give them a championship to chase. I, I'm saying that there is a 50% chance, there is a good chance that they will crash each other. Like, and then at that point, what, what happens?
0: Yeah. All right. So anyways, I'm going to just go on, we're going to just go into one little topic on this topic discussion. So um, I'm going to give off the, uh, we're just going to go on one question. So I'm going to read off right now what the standings look like. So Kyle Larson locked into the final four, Chase Elliott second right now, plus 34, Denny Hammond third, plus 32. Those two are very safe heading into this weekend unless something drastic happens. Doubtful, though. Uh, here's where it gets interesting. Fourth is Kyle Busch, plus one above the cutoff. Ryan Blaney outside, fifth, minus one below the cutoff. Six, Martin Tricks Jr., minus three. Seventh, Brad Kizlowski, minus six. And eighth is Joey Logano, minus 26. Most likely, in a sense, in a must-win situation this weekend, or needs to score a lot of stage points and finish very high. Um, Colin, I'll start with you since you're the main co-host of the show before Kenny was, um, who do you see in and out this weekend at Martinsville?
1: Uh, I think it's going to stay the same. I think Kamlin's going to win the race. I think Kyle Busch is going to get a top five and some stage points. I think, uh, Elliot's going to be pretty consistent and obviously Larson's already in. I think Larson's also going to finish up there. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to stay the same. I think that's going to be your final four going into Phoenix. Kenny? Kenny? What
2: do so you final got, four man. predictions. All right, well, um, I'm going out on a limb here. I think Larson's going to make it. Oh, oh wait, my bad. That is, that's <laughs> a hot take, buddy. That's oh, a hot
0: bro. take. That's, that's an ice-cold take. Yeah,
2: man, I don't know. I'm, fe- I'm feeling dangerous. No. Um, Larson, obviously. I think Chase makes it in. He – it's Martinsville, one of his best tracks. He won under pressure last year, and I don't really think he's under much pressure this year, so I think he's going to do just as good, if not better. So um, Chase is going to get in. I think Denny gets in as well because, I mean, Denny is just has about the same amount of points as Chase. Um, now, as that last spot goes, it's, it's tough because – Kyle Busch.
0: I think I think from fourth. Shut up! Six, you're asking me. I know. I'm just saying though. I'm going along okay. with you saying it's tough because it's between yeah. fourth and 6th they They're just so good at that racetrack.
2: Kyle Busch has proven that he can race at Martinsville, especially in the chase, and run good. But he likes to scream on the radio, so he might get upset and wreck. Um, coming from Kyle Busch fan, Ryan uh-huh. is coming off of you know a shitty week. He got wrecked. I'm sure he's pissed off. He just wants to go out there and win. And then you have Truex and Martinsville. Literally in the name Martinsville. I don't know, man. I, I just got a funny feeling Truex is just going to go out there and win and and lock in. That's that's, that's, that is my bold prediction. I think the final guy will be Truex to lock in because he's going to go out there and win. Hmm. But yeah, that's my race winner pick, by the way. Truex is taking the W. All
0: right. I don't
2: want him to take the W, but he's taking yeah. the W.
0: Um, so here's my thing. I'm going to go with the first three-stay same. Elliott and Hamilton. They'll make it in. Uh, this is when it gets tough. Um, I will say, though, there is one easy decision. I think Kyle Busch is out. Um, this team has not been doing very well the last two weeks. They've been having a lot of issues. Uh, this is crunch time. They're one point above the cutoff. They're leaning off one point heading into this minus the stage, the two stages that are ahead of them. Um, they need to score stage points. They need to be up front all day. Uh, Martinsville hasn't been too kind to Kyle recently. He's been up there. He had one win in 2017. Um, but only by basically almost half car length. Um, uh, I think he's out this weekend. He just hasn't had the best seasons. Um, and this is where it's tough for me. I said my bold prediction last week about Truex. I'm feeling very confident about my driver. I have that feeling in my gut, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I mean, it's Ryan fucking blaming, bro. Like, As a fan, you're either hyped or you're just so disappointed, and you lean more towards disappointment than none. But you know what? Fuck Martin Trist, bro. I'm, I'm going to say it. I think we go out this week and I think we fucking win it. I think we win and we make the Final Four. I, I'm going with it. I mean, I th- I'm going with my cold take like I did last week, but when it came down to it, I, I, as a fan, I, I, I mean, we're so good here. It, it's more or less just can, the, can we not have a speeding penalty and get the crew not fuck up on a pit stop? Um, that's really all that really holds me against. And if we just have good straight or just good exit speed, so, I'm going to say it. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Ryan Blaney will be your championship four heading into Phoenix next weekend. Uh, you heard it here first. That's just what I think. So, and now we're going to go into our Martinsville preview. Um, as the final topic of the show, after a dramatic Final Four prediction, uh, I guess, talk. Uh, guys, chaotic or laid back this weekend? What are we thinking? Laid back really
1: yeah i'm sorry martinsville just isn't the martinsville i know you guys are really excited to go but it's not the martinsville of old we've seen some really anti-climatic races at martinsville i think the race to get into that last spot may be exciting um but besides that i think it's going to be pretty strung out and a long 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 green flag runs Mm. Kenny. Sorry, I, I I burst your bubble more you times know, than I could on this show, I'm, I'm, but I think I'm, this is realistically I'm going to have to
2: agree with Colin because it's like, yeah, it's Martinsville and yeah, I'm going, but like, there's no like, I don't know how to say this, because like, I don't know if in recent years there's been rivalries necessarily going on what But the I just,
0: fuck? Are you kidding me?
2: Shut up Shut up. I I, I, I'm, I mean, Jason Harvick
1: aren't going to get into it this weekend. We, all we I'm saying, all I'm sure saying
2: is it. I don't feel any tension going into Martinsville. There's no tension. I'm not feeling the tension. The only tension there is, is at the cut line. I, I don't think that's
1: going to be a crazy, dramatic race. Yeah, but the
2: cut line, you have Ryan Blaney, who's never, like, punched a guy. Kyle Busch, like, yeah, he gets in it with people, but he he just screams on the radio. He's, and he's going to have Truex, the
1: mentality of finishing well. He's yeah, not have and, the mentality and, of wrecking Blaney and yeah. trying to win the race. He and just Truex knows actually, if, he, if
2: he keeps it clean. I don't feel like Truex fucks fucks around with anybody unless he like gets fucked around with. If that makes sense, like it,
1: it, it's going to be Kyle Busch trying to finish in the top five, and then everybody below him trying to win the race.
2: That yeah, and that's all it is. I mean, if it was. Damn Chase Elliott on the cut line in fourth, and like I don't know, fucking Joey Logano in fifth, or or Harvick exactly. in fifth. Like then I'd be like, oh shit, it's going down this weekend. But like for the just the drivers that really need to fight for it, and, and just another thing, like it's only one spot really. Like yeah, Chase or Hamlin could get wrecked and possibly miss it, but like I I don't I just don't see that happening. So at the end of the day, we're all fighting for one spot here. It's just like, I mean, I'm excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to go to the race, but I'm saying this as as a fan perspective if I was going to sit at home and watch it on TV. Like, that's my opinion. I think it's going to be a laid-back race, and it's just going to, you know, it's there. I don't see anything crazy happening. I I won't be too surprised if anything crazy happens because it is Martinsville, and shit always happens that's crazy there. But just particularly this year, like, I don't even think the focus is on that. I think the focus is on if this damn Kyle Larson guy can keep on winning. I think that's what everyone's going to be wondering about: Is Larson going to run good this weekend? Not is this guy going to wreck this guy? Like that's just Um, how I feel.
1: I'll tell you what: if it's like Kyle Busch in the lead and Brad Keselowski in second.
2: Oh, I know. I know Brad's going to do Chrome Horn. Yeah, and if he does, I ain't even going to be mad because it's Brad. I mean, he's got to do what you got to do. But
1: besides that, that I think. I can't foresee. I mean I I could see someone like, you know, someone who looks like they're safe like Hamlin or or Chase getting into some trouble and and not making it. But I just don't think that's gonna create the fireworks that that you know are expected. I'm going out on a
0: limb. It's gonna be fucking chaotic. I think this is gonna I think this is one of the nuttiest fucking final eight battles that we've ever seen because it's you got Ryan Blaney who's had a career best season. You got Kyle Bush who's known for being good. Uh, you got Joey Logano, who's nuts at fucking Martinsville, too. You got Brad Kozlowski, who's been so quiet this whole season, and he's good here. Um, and you got Chase Elliott and Denny Hammond, who've had issues in the past, will probably be up there. You got Kyle Larson, who is, as you guys said, uh, can he win again? Uh, I think it's going to be fucking nuts. I was going to go 50-50. I was going to lean more with you guys, but I'm sorry. With everything that's happened recently, uh, if, you sure. mind, if you subtract last year's playoff race here, it's been fucking chaotic here. I think it's going to be a chaotic race. I think the, the beginning of the race is going to be good. It's going to be nice. It's going to be good, good hard battling. I oh. think the going to be a fucking shit show.
2: I hope you're right for your, for your sake. Hey, me too. Going. going. Yeah, as the long the as it doesn't
0: pertain Blaney, let it fucking let hell fall. I'll riots. be in the
2: stands. I'll be in the stands, hoping for said shit. But you know,
0: all righty. So <clears clears> only time us... will tell. That brings us now to our fantasy picks. Uh, Kenny, I think you may have your fantasy picks all ready to go. I know Colin doesn't. before
2: we say anything about who I think is going to win the race this weekend, I just want to make a little prediction for the truck race because I got – all right, let's just backtrack just for one second. Chandler Smith had to win Bristol to get into the next round, right? And I've been following Chandler Smith for – a decade now in his racing. Like I, most people don't know this about me, but I'm a huge Chandler Smith fan because he did the same shit I did. He went through bandoleros at AMS. He climbed up the ladder and I've been just supporting him since he was a damn Bando driver in 2013. So back to what I was going to say though, I think Chandler is going to go out and win the truck race this weekend at Martinsville. Mark my words for anyone listening. Chandler's going to win. All right, cool. All right, fantasy.
0: I honestly did not even know who the hell was finally in trucks. Well, I know Chandler yeah, has to win. To Chandler has season. to
2: win, and Chandler's not afraid to punt people and drive his ass off to get it. He won Bristol, and yeah, John Hunter, you know, did the old boot scoot and boogie, get loose off of four. You can have it, brother. But, I mean, he had to get the second, and he got the second. So, I mean, you know, he's going to get first this time, man. Right. Anyway, fantasy. I- I'll read my fantasy off first. All right all right my starters my first starter, we got martin tricks jr because i think he's gonna win this weekend i think he's locking in to the final four shout out martin mtj my second starter is chase elliott because i mean he's the defending race winner and how can you not choose chase at martinsville i mean it's i feel one of his best tracks so shout out chase my third playoff guy i gotta go with kyle bush you know because Kyle is is Kyle. He's not afraid to be aggressive. He'll be aggressive when he needs to be. And, you know, he, 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 could, he could be there at the end. Um, and if he is, I wouldn't be surprised. And then my fourth starter, I obviously had to put Larson on there. Because it's Larson. That's it. All right. And then my fifth guy, I'm going out on a limb, is Joey. Joey Logano, because... He's he's one at Martinsville. He's one at Martinsville, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's good there, and he's he's proven uh, multiple times that he, could, he can run good there and win. So that'll be my fifth starter. And then my garage pick, I got old Willie B. <laughs> Willie B, you got a hot girlfriend, brother. All right. <laughs> Shout out oh. to Delaney.
0: Oh, gosh. All right. So, Colin, I don't know if you have your picks ready, but I guess I'm going to read mine if you don't care. No, you're good. All righty. Jason's fantasy picks, pretty basic uh, until my garage pick. Um, starters, Chase Elliott, betting race winner, uh, one of his best tracks, is Kenny said. He's my first starter. Ryan Blaney. Um, it's Ryan Blaney at Martinsville. I mean, it's either hit or miss. And so far, it's all been misses when we've been doing so good. Praying to God. Denny Hamlin, uh, home track for him. Yes, exactly. Home track for him, other than Richmond. Uh, he's fantastic here, has, has a few wins here. Um, he's very, 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 very talented at this racetrack, and he's always a contender, so I think he's going to do really good. William Byron, uh, second in the 2019 playoff race, completely different arrow package, though. Uh, but he's been on a fucking roll recently. Um, I think next season he is going to be having a breakout season. Um, he's been very good so far. Uh, I think he's going to be one to look out for. And Martin Truex Jr. again with my cold take from last week, uh, as Kenny said, he's Martin Truex Jr. Martin's in the name. He's won two out of the last four Martinsville races. I think um, <clears throat> he's just nuts here. And um, this is where my this is where my fantasy takes the twist. So my fifth pick, or not fifth, my sixth, which is my garage pick. Colin, there's a reason why I'm picking this driver, and I'll tell you why. Alex fucking Bowman. I have been to two races this year, <laughs> and Alex Bowman has won yeah. both of those races. Alex Bowman has finished Great sixth here as a high in both of the 2020 races. It's a hit or miss with him. Earlier this season, I think he got caught up in that back straightaway incident. Uh, that's why he didn't do so well. He won Richmond earlier this year, he won Dover, so we know that he's good on the 750. I think Alex Bowman um, is my dark horse to win this weekend at Martinsville. Um, and I solely think it's because me and my girlfriend are his good luck charms.
1: And hey, that 48 car at, at Martinsville, not yeah, too bad. Not too bad. Hey, yeah.
0: hey,
2: man. We'll see, man. Hey, man. Knows we'll how to see. get
1: some clocks. Yeah. That 48 and 24, not Fuck too yeah. bad at Martinsville.
0: Mark. Yeah. yeah! Yep, historic track for Hendricks. So I think Alex Bowman is my garage pick. I think he might just win. He's my dark horse. I'm telling you, man, because I've been to both races. I mean, he won because of the blow tire incident. I think he might give somebody a run for this line this weekend. Hopefully, I'm right. I nice. love Alex.
1: Great take.
0: Yeah. So, Colin, what's your fantasy lineup looking like?
1: All right, boys. alright I'm I'm preserving a few guys for the championship race here. So. Gonna go with defending race winner Chase Elliott as my first pick. I'm gonna take Joey Logano as my second pick. I don't know if you, mm. if any of you guys picked him, but uh, I as short track racing, I did. If this race gets hectic, he could be the one who makes it hectic. And if it's not him, I think it's going to be his teammates. And I'm not talking about Ryan Blaney, I'm talking about Brad Keslowski. He's my second or my third pick. Uh, then I've preserved enough, uh, Larson picks that I'm just going to throw them in there, getting ready for that championship race. I already won three races. Might as well win a fourth in a row. Got Kyle Larson in there. And then this is a no order by the way, because I know this guy is probably the obvious pick, but Martin tricks, junior going to throw him in there. It's in the name. And the only reason why this man is in my garage coming up is because I got to save him for the championship race. That is Dennis Hamlin. He is my race win pick. I don't know. what we'll Well, fuck. I kind of just, I kind of spoiled nice. that because I guess that's the next thing. Well, and uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's kind of an obvious pick. But, but nonetheless, Denny Hamlin is in my garage for when things get a little spicy and I got to throw him in there. Although I only have one pick, so I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to save him for the championship race because it, it's going to take aliens coming down from space and zapping his car for him to not make that final four, I feel like. So we're going to go Elliot, Logano, Keslowski, Larson, Truex, in the garage, Dennis.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. NASCAR Fantasy Live. Take our advice. Take our picks. I'm telling you. We know our shit. I mean, for Christ's sake, we called the winner last weekend again. Had a mile and a half, so who knows? Uh, time for our race winner picks. Uh, obviously, I know you guys already have them, so Colin, just say your pick again.
1: That would be Denny Hamlin.
0: Denny Hamlin and be on his was...
1: way to his first championship.
0: Kenny? MTJ. You I wonder what? who Jason's gonna pick. Uh, shut up! You know, listen. Right, I was buddy. really. Is there, uh, is there a twelve in the card number? Uh,
2: you, know uh, you guys can make
0: fun of me. I listen. I'm telling you right now. I'm. I have a feeling. I just. I... Dude, if
2: he wins this weekend, listen. You know how G.
0: You know how. All right, maybe not dinner. Maybe you can, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can uh, just, I don't know. Just, he, no. what? <laughs> I don't know. Just have, uh, have a, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Who knows? I, listen, I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know, but listen, G had a gut feeling at Las Vegas about Christian because she loves Christian Eckers more than anybody because Christian and her talk and they're practically friends in a sense. And she had a feeling on the weekend of her birthday that Christian Eckers was going to win at Vegas. And he sure as fuck did. And I'm telling you right now, I'm getting that same feeling about Ryan Blaney this weekend. I'm having nervous anxiety. He's win
1: this weekend?
0: I don't know. Hold on. He
1: seems to have the gift. Let's yeah, see. Bring her in here. Bring her let's in see.
0: Here. Hold up. Yeah, guess the parents from Gianna Lashley-Nicholas. Gianna Lashley-Nicholas, where you at? She to get over
1: here. She, she can't just say Blaney see. because of you. She has to give her her actual Gianna Autumn, Lash,
0: and Nicholas. All right, we're we are towards the end of the pod right now. I'm currently in my dining room. Uh, I'm choosing Ryan Blaney this weekend. Gee, who's your pick?
1: Who's your gut pick? Your Christian Eckes, Las Vegas. If you gut had to pick. choose
0: one driver, who's your pick? I'm waiting for to an answer. G is saying Ryan Blaney. Shocker. G is what saying there you Ryan Blaney. In there?
2: Nah, there she's there watching she, she's watching
0: a movie right now. I don't know if y'all i have no idea i'm gonna have to go finish out whatever she's watching after we're done here because i gotta drive to help her because me and her are going down to our back to her house like i told you kenny before we hopped on here so she can get stuff for this weekend and then we're gonna drive back up here to hey is, is
2: is g bringing her camera or is that you that brought the
0: camera? oh the disposable
2: no no the, the like from the camera from new york are that's you mine it? that's, are my, you that's it? mine
0: it, obviously yes oh, oh hell yeah, yeah. Bring, right. Dude, are you kidding I
2: just, me? I just wanna, I just, you know, <coughs> this is my, uh, yeah,
0: I'll let you shoot fourth Instagram
2: post this year, so I just yeah. wanna get a good photo yeah. of all of us together. Yeah,
0: we will, bro, for sure. And oh um, yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna try to get Josh to bring his pole.
2: It ain't the same out. without Colin, but you know what?
0: Yeah,
2: Colin, hey, if you wanna I'll, get a
0: next get a last
2: second get a last second ticket and come down, I'll I'll, I'll pay for a hotel room. <laughs> no, Unfortunately,
1: I, I got I gotta work the whole day. Man, that
2: sucks. Uh, but, call out. I'm not
1: be watching the race.
2: Congratulations. You have, you have COVID. Now. So,
0: well, all right. So as we close out the show here, listen, guys. I'm just saying, I, I, I got that feeling. I'm going to keep saying, keep making fun of me. I'm telling you, man. I'm uh, Listen, everybody has their sports team and everybody has, they look forward to, but there's, this is the one sport, the one time of the year that I really look forward to the most. And now that my driver is in a position where we've never been this close to the cutoff, we've never been this, I mean, we almost made the final four in 2019, but, you know, we had a bad pit call, and I I mean, we're going to a track where we're so good at. It's just – I'm telling you guys, it's going to be – to beat Ryan Blaney this weekend, you need to either have him have a speeding penalty on pit road, a mechanical failure, or just his pit crew fuck up. I'm I'm hoping not, knocking on wood. I'm just – I have that feeling.
1: I just hope you're not jinxing the fuck out of him.
0: No, man. i listen, because I I got a feeling you're you're jinxing him
1: so hard he's gonna go to crank the engine. It's not even gonna turn. I don't know.
0: Listen, <laughs> all right, uh, I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it at Listen,
2: I'd be laughing my ass off. Listen, I would.
1: I would
0: be. I'm so listen, upset I'm not gonna for lie, my friend, but, Kenny, but I'm so not excited lie.
1: at the same time for my driver.
0: I'm gonna be very upset if 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 something happens to us that's not supposed to happen. But I will say this. I just have a feeling. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not talking anymore. Do you guys remember the playoffs a couple ago and like
1: when like uh, Logano and Elliott blew engines like before the race even started?
0: Yeah, I was there. That was funniest thought. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Shut the
1: there fuck up. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Hey, it be. I, I think we all do not be care. Real. It would be really funny if Elliot blew an engine before the race even started. Holy I think we would shit. all imagine.
0: That.
2: Could oh you imagine God. how many people just get up and leave?
0: Oh, Dude, people say, got yeah, up would, in the 2017 like 500 it. when Dale Jr. got involved in that wreck. I shit you not. People I, would I would too.
1: I would too. Nah, I... Yeah. I, I, I also,
2: Jason, bro. Jason, we definitely got to do this trip again next year because Junior's racing the Xfinity
0: race. Yeah, that would be nice to see Dale Jr. race one more time. Yeah, but well guys that looks like it's gonna wrap it up here for us on uh, the NASTIME NASTIME
2: podcast.
0: time podcast time
2: Podcast. let me let me do the outro All thank right. you new everybody F- for joining F- us F- on F- this F- week's episode of the nas time podcast I'm Kenny Brady your new host joined by his fellow colleagues Jason Rockefeller and Colin what's your last name I feel or- like I've I feel like that... uh, Ward, that, uh like Ward-Burt. I feel like... Uh, what was his name? Ward. The No, the, no, no, no. The so commentator, I'm married, oh, oh, the oh, commentator oh, on the NASCAR thing. He goes, I know your name. I know
0: you.
2: I know you. I know. Yeah, it's because he had, what, Dale Jarrett next to him or something? Yeah,
0: Dale Jarrett and Andy Petrie, and he didn't know who Andy Petrie
2: was. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> he's, like, he's, like <laughs> Co-, he's like, Dale Jarrett, and I know who you are. <laughs> he just, like, forgot his name. Damn.
0: That's... Well, Absolute anyway, that's why
2: I don't do the outro, everybody So,
0: alright Anyways, guys, listen yes, I'm hoping, shut up I'm hoping, I'm praying I really, really hope, I'm telling you I will look for. Just this means so much to me this weekend And I'm hoping it happens Anyways Dude, I'm, I'm, literally going for, I'm, dude, I'm so fucking hyped
2: I'm literally going to get in my car and leave the area If there's not hot dogs being sold this weekend For some, like, malicious, crazy reason Because I'm only going for the glizzies that's just the glue all
0: right thank you guys so much for listening to the nastime podcast here playoff week number eight kansas review and martin's Preview. want to thank you all for listening i'm your host jason rockfell alongside my two co-hosts kenny brady and colin ward and we'll see you after martin